three of 20 something's failing at nothing season two i always start with that like enthusiastic first line and actually data period i feel like <laughs> not being enthusiastic I feel at all not enthusiastic i feel heavy i feel tired i'm a bit mood swingy I Am I going to have to deal you? with it? Yeah. Yeah, 100% you're going to have to deal with it. On my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely have to deal it's with it. Okay. How are you? I'm wonderful. I feel like you've had a very wholesome Sunday. I'm not hungover. I'm no, happy, not. but I'm not hungover. I know. We went out on a Friday this week. It was, I think it's a game changer. It is. Interesting, though, how different the crowd is on a Friday versus oh, a Saturday. Yeah, it's like who let your dads out yeah but you know i was thinking this even when we were 18 mm-hmm. we didn't go out on a friday then either we still we did a thursday and a saturday yeah what what do people not go out on a friday when you're that age i think i think fridays are more like after work go to the pub with your workmates kind Is of I? thing and then they end up out as because they're just feeling crazy that is us yeah whereas i think when you're younger mm-hmm. that we used to spend all night friday getting ready for a saturday night Oh, we'd be like picking outfits. I cans. start on a Thursday. Well, yeah. I still do actually. I, I always fake that. I do. <laughs> but I feel like I'm way less committed to the cause now. Oh, I can get ready so fast. Like you could tell me at five that we're going to go out at seven, and, and I'm not five. stressing. No, I might even wait till five forty-five to even start getting ready. Put my hair in pink curls. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. So, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> what are we talking about today? I don't know how to word it. We're talking about yeah, what we're all doing mm-hmm. in our twenties to basically make more difficult for ourselves. Yes. How we're kind of ruining it yeah. without needing to. Yes. I, I think like that's quite prominent actually without needing to. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. I think like it's not. I mean, everyone's go- goes through stuff, don't they? Mm-hmm. That maybe like you can't change. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of not talking about that. No. I feel like it's more... The, the things that we are actively doing to, like, fuck it up a bit. Mostly in your head. Oh Do you know God. what I mean? It's mostly, like, thoughts that we're all having. Mm-hmm. Like, the pressure that we're all basically applying to ourselves. Yeah. Which are making it harder than it needs to be. Yeah. Kind of feels like the decade of learning in your 20s, a little bit. Because your teenagers... I don't know. I guess you do. Your teenagers, you're more expected to make mistakes... Your 20s is kind of more like you've got to figure it out, but you can only figure but it out by making mistakes, I think. Also, I feel like in the teenage years as well, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as much like your life depends on it. Oh, see, I thought it did more. Oh, my God, I feel like, no. The pressure maybe. when I was 18, way yes. more than now. Now, it actually, I feel like it should, I, it matters more, maybe. But I think it's because you're on your own now. I think yeah. that's what I think, like, when you're in your teens... Although there is a lot of pressure to do well in exams or go to uni or get an apprenticeship, all of that stuff. Yeah. I do think that there is still so much more guidance. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's always correct. Oh, no. But I mean, you have teachers mm-hmm. and you have like your parents and, well, not everyone's, but like a lot of people's parents are supportive or mm-hmm. they'll talk to you about the options and mm-hmm. stuff. Like now, if I kind of said like, oh, this job or that job mm-hmm. or whatever i mean you sure people offer you advice but they're never in your 20s no one's ever telling you how to make the right decision no what is that about i feel like we constantly ask for advice from for like career like before i started studying again it took me two years to figure out what the right thing to do was because no one gave me a straight answer and everyone told me that their version was better than the last person yeah so then you kind of do just have to go right i just have to go and learn for myself and like try and see it's so scary no one gives you, people will give you opportunities, but no one will, before that happens, people don't want to tell you how to get there. Yeah. And why is that? Is that like fear of, fear of like people doing better or getting higher or like, do you know what I mean? Like do people kind of withhold information because they don't want you to be able to get there? I think it's probably, like for me, I would be worried to, I mean... I don't know if I'm that worried about offering my opinions. But I would be worried that if it was like sort of like a life-changing thing, like am I going to study again, spend mm-hmm. spend all this money, spend two whole more years of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. I would worry that it wouldn't be the right thing. Right. And I'd maybe feel that it was. Mm. 
you'd be worried that you'd be giving me like the wrong advice or the advice you give me would cause me to like fuck up almost the, the advice that i'd give you would end up not being what you wanted it to be the outcome would then end up not being what you wanted it to be right and i'd feel an element of responsibility for being like this is the best idea you've ever had oh okay like i always agree with you but if you're like <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah that was a statement and i'll take it you always agree with me thanks no but like <laughs> If you said, like, I've decided mm -hmm. I'm going to leave work and I'm going back to study, mm -hmm. I would be like, cool, you've decided. Like, that's great. Yeah. I've decided I want to buy a house. I've decided I want to have children early. Mm -hmm. I've decided I want to do this. I'd be like, okay, you want to do that. You've yeah. decided that's what you want. Mm -hmm. If you come to me and say, am I ready to have children? Do I want to quit work and go studying? Should I buy a house? Should I rent? Or should I stay at home? Like, I'm all for weighing up the options with you and discussing like the different factors. Yeah. But it's quite a scary, like it's quite a big responsibility for me to be like, you're ready to have kids, do it. Oh yeah, for, for you sure. to then go and do it and realize, oh, I wasn't ready. Like if only I'd waited. Mm -hmm. Or you buy a house and then you have this whole, you know, if you'd have bought a house two years ago, well, some of my friends, their bills are going. <laughs> Yeah. My tummy's rumbling. <laughs> was that yeah. what that was? I could hear that headphones. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's the crisis. It's the energy. <laughs> Their bills have gone up, like, not joking, about £150. Pounds oh, yeah, it's crazy. In, like, two weeks. In yeah. two weeks. Like, and imagine if you'd totally encourage... I mean, you can't see into the future, but imagine if you'd, like, totally encourage somebody to go and do that. Mm -hmm. And then them be in this situation, they, they don't know what to do. And you can't help. Sure, but I think the hard bit with that is, is that change happens so suddenly from people telling you what to do to people going, no, 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 you decide for yourself. Oh my God, exactly. Because the whole way through your school life until you leave university, really, yeah. people are telling you what to do in order to succeed or what they what will make you happy. Even, they don't know. They've taken the responsibility of telling... But actually, they haven't taken the responsibility of telling you. They've kind of we been given them, the responsibility. But we put that responsibility... It's not their responsibility. Someone can tell you it's the best thing ever. It's still not their responsibility if it doesn't work out. Mm. We just do that because, I don't know... We like but to maybe pass blame instead of like taking accountability. But, but also, we're used to being told the whole time. So, of like, course. even going to uni was a big shock of like how much you get left to it. Yeah. But then, even when you come further out of that and you start working mm -hmm. or not not working, mm -hmm. not being able to find work, not knowing what you want to do. Yeah. Like, and also, I think with your parents, I mean, depends on the relationship you have with them. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's an expectation that they know best. So it's like, why yes. don't you know what I want? Because yeah. for my whole life, you've known. Yeah, yeah. You've told me what's right, what's wrong. Maybe not what's right and what's wrong, but like, but the boundaries of, been there. That is kind of like what parents do, isn't it? They're kind of teaching you right and wrong in order mm. to try and make you great adults. Like, that's kind of like the, in a very basic then, nutshell, the concept, isn't it? But like, then when we live in a completely different world to the world they lived in, yeah. how can, oh, how can they be equipped mm -hmm. to like provide us that now with sound advice well yeah yeah especially when i was thinking earlier um not massively into social media like i'm not not into it mm. but not massively into it and n n nor am, like my family i see like my cousins like our generation of our family yet me my sister and one of my cousins all work in social media yeah to an extent yeah like our jobs heavily depend on social media. Mm -hmm. Another one, running work on her own. Yep. Like she's in yoga, but again, her platform is social media, mm -hmm. and it's just I, I don't know why I had this revelation, but I thought that's so weird because none of us have ever like spoken about it loads, been particularly driven by it, yeah, and never consciously been like like you, we didn't study marketing or anything no. like that. We didn't study anything that's like completely dependent on social media mm -hmm. and yet you know there's eight of us one of us isn't working mm -hmm. so, and four of us are dependent on social media for work yeah but that's the world isn't it like but this is what i mean how can our parents like, sure. push us and encourage us and mm -hmm. discuss it with us when you know like watching my parents unlock their phone mm -hmm. is funny Sometimes frustrating. Sometimes frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and you know when they've got like font size 100, so they're looking at one word per time <laughs> on the screen. And it's like, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, I guess the expectation, even the people that teach us, mm -hmm. they're from a different time than us. Yeah. I mean, but there are still so many sort of, I don't know, life goals, maybe, that 
are still carried on from generations and generations oh, and generations ago. And I think that less, I'd say for me, my parents less pressure me about, they don't, they don't pressure me actually. My pa- I don't have, I'm quite no, lucky in that sense. There have been times where that's happened, but that's through learning. That is because I am of a different generation and I want different things. Yeah. And, but that's also comes through like navigating and learning together. But I don't have pressure, but trying to, or maybe it's more the grandparents. There's still that expectation of like, no one really badges me about my job or what I want to do because they always see that I am doing. And so maybe that's okay. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like life goals, personal life goals, mm-hmm. which I think is a really big thing in your 20s, like having a great personal life, whether that means partying, traveling, one night stands, whatever it means to you, dating loads of people, or it means being in a long-term relationship, finding your person, building a life in your 20s. It doesn't matter which one of those you do, people judge it, either judge way. it regardless. People go, well, when I was your age, I was doing this. I was partying loads and I was traveling the world. And I, You'll love it if you do it. And then someone else will go, God, by the time I was your age, I already had three kids. Yeah. And it's even, all around this whole kind of personal thing. Your own age, like, I find people are like, oh, but don't you want to test the waters? Like, you've been in a relationship for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But then there's, but she's shagging everyone. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because it's like it's you're like, doing too much you... or you're not doing enough. Like, not that you're in a long-term relationship, but to some people, if they would say, oh, you're not curious, it's almost like, am I not doing enough? Like, I'm but... doing the thing that people want. Do you know what I mean? People, the idea is that you want to, in conservative heads, is mm. that like, you want a long-term relationship. So like, you tick that box, but then it's not good enough because it's like, hold on, you're in your 20s. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You're like, what do I do? Like, yeah. how I do think, you win? I think that's a massive one. Like, you're either, you're never doing enough, mm-hmm. you're always doing too much. Like, that is, so I find I haven't that. met anyone who hasn't been questioned on their lifestyle choice. Even if, like, to me, I'd be going, they're smashing it. Like, they are exactly where they yeah. need to be. There is some person, maybe a peer, maybe someone of a different generation, whatever, yeah. going, are you sure? Why is there always somebody to question? But, like, maybe... Is that where our fear comes from? Is that where our, like... Yes, 100%. But is that where our feeling of fucking up fear comes from? Fear of judgment. For sure. But just based on some words that somebody else says to you. But I think, like... It has such an impact. But, like, I guess where we're going wrong, mm-hmm. or, like, definitely me, mm-hmm. probably fucking all of us, is that when someone goes, is that what you actually want? Mm-hmm. Why don't we say yes? Maybe we don't believe it either, though. Because I'm not... I don't know, is it? Is it? Is it what I want? <laughs> have, you, have you got a better idea? But the thing is, like, when does that change? It doesn't. But that's what I mean. It doesn't. So it's like, are we are we all just, regardless of like feeling like a, feeling like a fuck up in your twenties? Mm. Do you still feel like one in your seventies? Yeah, I think so. Like, does anyone go? Yeah, I've cracked it. No. Because is there always somebody to judge like, you? Please let me know. And how is that going? Yeah, like, when did that transition happen? Because there are things I've noticed being in my 20s. Like, there's definite transitional things I've noticed happen. And maybe that's because I'm in a group of people. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've noticed... We spoke about this a lot. Like, I've noticed that we give... L- we give less of a fuck about certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, things don't bother me in the same way that they used to. Oh my God, I let things go that. more. But then also, maybe I take less responsibility for certain things. I take more like, in terms of and that's of why it doesn't bother that, you. And because you go well it's you know it's actually not anything to do with me so therefore like I'm not going to feel angry or sad about it but I'll be there to support you yeah um, we, we spoke about a few episodes ago but then it's almost like we're trying to become accountable for our own lives while still letting like we've relinquished we haven't but we'd like to think that we care less about certain things yeah I still care so much about some of the stuff I say I don't care about yeah because like, in most of the time to- most of my life I probably don't but when someone like questions it almost feels attacking oh like, my god yeah you, you either are get you sure this is what you want you either like, get yeah, defensive or submissive for sure you, you either get your back up and you're like yes it's what I want yeah like what who are you to question it mm-hmm. or you go the other way and you're like I don't know is it like what are the other options like what did you do what, what did they yeah. do do you think maybe it's like scary to defend yourself not you, one. Is the, like, because there's being defensive, isn't there? Like, there's being, feeling like you're attacked. There's feeling like you want to fight back. Is it scary to just defend yourself, In, i.e. say, yeah, I'm really happy? Because sometimes that's met with judgment again. Yeah. If you say, yeah, no, no, I'm actually really happy with where I'm at. If it isn't enough for the person that's asking you the question, they're going to question your I thinking think that it's enough. I think it's sometimes like it sometimes seems embarrassing mm-hmm. to be cool with doing what you're doing because there is this culture of always needing and wanting more. Yeah. And like there always being more to be had. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're quite content, 
same thing as what we were saying last week's episode. Mm-hmm. If you're quite content, it could probably get like confused with complacency. Yeah. And it's like just because it's fine doesn't mean it's the best. Yeah. But so, then also some people are going to be I, really cool with just being cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Like, but that feels it almost. If you feel like you're stopping, like you have nothing to move forward, like if you just said to someone, yeah, no, I'm really happy where I'm at. We go, okay, well, then what next? What if you don't have a what next? And you're fine with that too. But I think when you're at this age, like, realistically, God, this is depressing. But the older you get, the less next there is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, for us, we've got your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, you know, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. There's all of... And not even that life comes in decades, but, like, there's all of these things that are still going to happen. So for us, it's like everything... Every decision, everything with a K, <laughs> everything that you decide mm-hmm. feels like it's making a decision for your future self. Yeah. Every job change, every friendship that ends, every new friendship, every mm-hmm. partner, all of this stuff feels like it's like a pivotal point in what's going to come next. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of pressure now to hit those marks right mm-hmm. because you're impacting the rest of your whole life. Yeah. But actually, are you fuck? We live Some in a world where you can totally change your irrelevant. life in your yeah. 60s, 70s, 80s if you wanted to. Yeah, but like, it doesn't feel like you can. A lot of people will say to you, oh, the longer you leave it, you're not going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you want to do this, do it now. Because if you... And I've... I, I, do you know what? I've even said that on the pod before. If I didn't go to uni when I was 18, I wouldn't have gone. Why did I think that? Because I might not, not. No, but I don't think I would. <laughs> but like I am, I'm 25 and I'm studying. Oh yeah, that's so, so like, true. You're... Actually, why do it's I say that? Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I'm almost positive. I've probably encouraged people or said to people, you know, if you want, if you're thinking about doing it, maybe go and try it now. Because if you leave it a year, you might not do it. Why? Why have I said that? Because people have said that to you. Yeah, but like. I feel silly for... I said And it's that. only reflecting on it literally right now. Like, why have I put that on to other people? I literally have an example of doing this five minutes ago. I still don't know if it was the wrong thing to say. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think it was the wrong thing to say. Right. But it, I was talking to someone about work. Yes. And they had a job opportunity. Well, they had an interview opportunity. Mm-hmm. But obviously, job prospect looming. Mm-hmm. And they had a prospect where they already were. Yes. So it was like, I can either progress potentially progress in the role that I'm in and I'll okay. get more money mm-hmm. but I'm not totally satisfied in this role because it's not 100% what I want yeah like there's other things that I want mm-hmm. or there's this role that's really exciting way more what I want less money than I'm already on and even less if I was to progress into the role where I am right but I think it could be like much the best thing could, for me. could be way more passionate about that okay so i said what makes you stay what makes you think staying where you are and making that progress is the right decision like what makes you want to do that mm-hmm. and it's like the money okay right mm-hmm. and i'm like what makes you want to do the other thing and it's like well i want to do this in the long term so that's a stepping stone towards that the people i might meet are more relevant to this industry that I'm more interested in. Mm-hmm. I'm totally qualified for the role. Yep. It's actually beneath me. Like, not so, that they see it like that, but, like, in yeah, black yeah. and white, it's a lower spec than what that person could provide. Right, right, right. So, it's quite achievable in that sense. Like, she's not gone, oh, I found this random job that I want to do. Let's go and do that. Like, it's still very, very relevant. Mm-hmm. And so, my point to her was... You're never going to have as little responsibility as you have right now. Mm-hmm. So if money is the only thing keeping you where you are, mm-hmm. like that jump in the pay, is it is it worth it for the money? Mm-hmm. So it is in a sense. It's like if you're not going to do it now, when are you going to do it? Because I'm like, you don't have that responsibility. Yeah, and I think that makes. I think things like that. That's good advice. I would say that's it's a bit good more advice. Logic, yeah, from a logical start. Because you're still. Because regardless of like you're saying to them, this is what you're saying. This is what I would do this is what i think mm. but before that you said to them why are you staying in there why well, what makes you want to stay in the 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 thing you don't really want to do and what mm-hmm. makes you want to go to the thing that you want to do like it's looking at what that person wants and then based on what they want they've probably got the same answer as you do but it's just figuring out which one which one's worth yeah. giving up at that point mm-hmm. is it worth giving up what you want or is it worth giving up the money so it's kind but of figuring out that, that, that like, balance when you're when you're younger mm-hmm. actually whenever the fuck really is it 
is it ever worth giving up what you want? It's scary to... I, I think it's scary to go for what you want. It's scary yeah. to go for what you want. It's scary to ask for what you want. That's really scary, I think. Especially in career and also relationships and everything. Because you're like you're one person. So your wants and desires are personal to you. And to ask somebody else to fulfil that, whether that's a boss, a manager, a boyfriend, yeah, a girlfriend, whatever it is. Hugely. And before that happens, how many people do you ask? Before you go and talk to the manager or the friend or the whoever. How do I say how, it? Yeah, you yeah, say yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. like, would you be annoyed if I came to you and said this? Like, you almost question if you're if worth it, enough to say it. Like, like you're if it, worthy of asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, one thing I really struggle with is telling people what I want long term. Yeah. Like, my long term goals, like career wise and stuff like that, because I always think people are going to think, you can't do that. Like, okay. what's, like, what's giving you the idea that you can do that? Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, in my head, I'm aware I can't do it right now. It's why I'm not doing it. Like, this is why yeah. I'm saying it's a long-term goal. But I always think, like, obviously I moved from one role to another role. Mm-hmm. And that was quite a big change. But I always knew that I wanted that change. But in the role that I was in, I found it quite hard to tell people I wanted that change. Because in fairness to people, I couldn't justify it. Okay. I could say that I wanted it because I'm interested in it and mm-hmm. I think I'd be good at it but I couldn't say and like I did have experience around that I guess but in the role that I was fulfilling at the time it was hard to be able to justify why I could fulfill the other one mm-hmm. and like, I think that's why why is that scary because if I say yeah. to you I want to do this like I'm interested in this in the long term mm-hmm. who who cares if I can't do it right now Sure. Like, like wanting an interest care? should be enough, but it's not. No. We're told that it's not. Yeah. You go on... God, I can't tell you how many hours I have scrolled on Indeed throughout my... So oh far, my very short but adult life. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so many things I look at and then I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Like, it shits on you before you've yeah. even clicked apply now. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. so sad. Like, do you want to go to the company website? Probably not. Like, I'm not going to hear back. Mm. But it want and interest is something that, like... You see children have it. Children are so interested by everything and want to do everything and want to be everything. And that enthusiasm slowly depletes the older that you get. Yeah, but, people, but if you do still have that, that sh- people should try and give you the opportunities to show that. Yeah. Instead of going, no, no, no. Stick with what you know. Stick with the skill set that you have. No, you uh, don't know how to do this. And actually, no. Like, why don't you show me how? Yeah. Because no one knows before they tried. No. But as long as you've got like a drive to I do think, it, you should be doing it. I think people who've been in like say in a career for so long yeah and like especially quite niche careers i suppose Mm -hmm. it's like they actually probably don't remember not being able to do what they do they probably (laughs) don't remember that moment where they learned that thing yeah they probably remember studying they probably remember being an assistant Mm -hmm. but it's like do they actually recall the period of time that they between not being able to do something and learning how to do it and being able to do it really well Mm mm-hmm because I guess it's like a drop in the ocean in the scheme of their whole career. Yeah. But then I guess there's some people who got an opportunity and then they let, they try and offer that to to other, other people. Definitely. Mm. And I would like to become one of those people one day. I would, but then the other thing is, is like, this is your reputation too oh, for in sure. your industry. So it's like, do I trust this stranger who's just sent me an email on a whim and hoping that I might reply? Mm-hmm. You don't know. No, and but then that's that's kind of the issue with the social media world is that it's a lot of things aren't face to face anymore. No. So you're not meeting people and going, do you know what? You'd Good be, vibe. You'd be re- because actually in your life, even though we do live in a social media world and we do live in a world where like nothing is face to face, the majority of in of in our immediate lives, mm-hmm. so like our friends, I obviously can't speak for other places. Most of us got jobs through face to face opportunities, i.e., just chance encounters. Or because we knew somebody, or because someone said, "Oh, why don't you go for that?" Like I know At someone that goes there. Was. Yeah, exactly. Like mm. my first job was well. In fact, all of my jobs were through people that I knew. Yeah. At the time, like not even well, just loosely, and kind of on a whim was like, "Hi, props don't remember me. Have you got anything? Is there any chance?" Props don't remember. Yeah, me. like literally, and it kind of worked out. Mm. None of the things I have done. One interview I got through an online website, like through Indeed. Really? But actually, all the rest of the jobs I've ever had have come from... It's weird, though, actually, because when we were teenagers... I don't know if it's the same now. Obviously, I'm not one. (laughs) But 
everyone dropped their CVs into shops. Where yeah, we you lived. took a paper copy. I don't even think that's a thing now. No. I don't think any teenagers do that. No. But that was the way to do it. And like when I worked in a pub, he was like, okay, bring your CV into me tomorrow. Oh, that's so embarrassing. I couldn't but, imagine doing it now. No, neither could I. <laughs> printing them <laughs> Neither could I. And they flew around you your house like... for like the next 15 years. <laughs> but you are that one person that's gone in and handed in your CV. It it's shows initial a little thing, bit yeah. like... Whereas when you're applying on a website, you're one of potentially thousands. Like, who yeah. knows how many people have applied for that one role? And even underneath the job application, it's like... 500,000 applications. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know I'll be this one in 5,000. Mm. So it is tough, but like, I don't really know where I was going with that train of thought, to be honest with you. No, where was I going with that? I don't know either. Right, so what are we saying? We're saying we're struggling, being in, twen- <laughs> being in our 20s. No, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? I think the first thing... I don't actually think anyone is necessarily... Doing anything wrong. Doing anything wrong. No, like, okay, what is this pressure that we're putting on ourselves? Like, cause I think the first thing, mm-hmm. like, we were discussing, like, not being told not being given that guidance not being told what to do anymore and we've spent all of these years in in the education system essentially yeah and then you're literally dropped and it's like right do it for yourself now mm-hmm. and we're like we're playing for our parents we're looking for like people essentially older than us mm-hmm. to tell us what to do actually is is the issue that we are like we're seeking that affirmation because really if we just I trusted so. ourselves and did what we wanted mm-hmm. we wouldn't be like seeking this guidance so much no and yeah i would agree with that and i also think i'm not obviously 40 or 50 years old no but something that a lot of people have said to me that are that age and maybe this is this could be controversial i'm not really sure actually i can't wait but i think there's a fear of getting everything done before Mm -hmm. you almost feel like you know how like old people say they feel invisible sometimes Mm -hmm. you want to get everything done whilst you feel like you're still current and i don't know at what age that changes i don't know if that's when you hit 40 you're like oh my god because when you're in your 20s and you're late teens maybe your 30s you're still seen as young you're yeah. still seen as current you can go into like how many people i say to people i used to work with why don't you come out with me they're like Habs, i'm in my 40s i can't go to a club you stop having like these doors start shutting yeah. whether that's like social life i think it's more social life doors start shutting yeah. it seems and opportunities start shutting how many people want to change their career in their 50s and go would i even get the job now is anyone even going to rehire me yeah. when i'm this age and younger people go, don't be ridiculous. But oh, there is a fear of becoming less that. current. Like, we were just laughing a minute ago about our, our parents can't Use turn on the phones. Yeah. I'm scared of getting to that point ever. And it's a Where, it's like, almost like the race to the keep in the race. Yeah. And you You don't want to you don't want to finish the race. You want to stay in the race. Yeah. But maybe the race starts pushing you to one side. Like yeah. there's not enough lanes for you. So well, like, like, I've got a younger brother and I don't know half the shit he's going on about at the minute. Like yeah. he uses words, he sends me texts and i can't translate them sometimes and i am only 12 years older than him but already i'm losing touch with a certain time of my life yeah but like i know for a fact in the freelance industry Mm -hmm. i know people who don't disclose their age really yeah interesting gonna name names no but yeah. they explain so, why or like you, yeah because 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 of judge because of the opportunity side of things they they could potentially not be given that opportunity for that job because of their age wow but nobody knows their age and nobody could tell their age so therefore the age doesn't get told wow so like on the imdb yeah I don't really know. Like, no, not really. But yeah, it's like that page for the films. Oh like yes, 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 yes. I know like, yeah. all the films. So like a lot of people work in that industry, even if they're not actors and they could be crew members, mm-hmm. they all have those pages. Yeah, loads of people don't have their age on it. Interesting. They don't have their year of birth. Obviously, celebrities, it it's known already, mm-hmm. but it's more like people that work in those industries. Yeah, so longer term projects and stuff. Question, question. Yeah, I just thought something. Yeah. Are you and this is like, you're, just gonna have to, no. <laughs> you're just gonna have to answer with whatever comes out. Okay. I'm Are you excited for the time where you feel like you've hit certain milestones, like settling down, like getting married, and having kids, finding the career part, like finding a steady pace in your career? Like, are you looking forward to those things to like no longer feeling this weighty pressure that maybe we feel right now? And then I have a second question to go along with this. Okay. 
I think that's like 10 questions, that one question, because there's elements yes and elements no. But like all the dreams and desires we have in our head right now, are you looking forward to them being accomplished? I really, uh, no, because I don't know if you get to just like accomplish it. Like I think it's a dream. If you could though, like if you could. Um, this is like dream world. Huh? I, I, ha- I want to say yeah. Okay. But I have a sphere that I'm re- like, I... Did you say sphere? A sphere. <laughs> You have, a, you have a, circle, a globe. Yeah. I have a fear that I I change what I want quite a lot. Yeah. So I w- if I felt like I'd achieved something, I'd be like, fuck what now? I'd be mm-hmm. on to the next thing because mm-hmm. I can't really deal very well with like that box. Say career-wise, you tick that box that you wanted to tick. So you mm-hmm. stay there doing that the whole time. Fuck that. Fuck right. that. And, but then on that, on another foot, like I really like the idea of like perfecting something and being yeah. really good at something and being the person that people go to for that thing. Yeah. That they'd be like, she's great at that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Okay. In, in short. No, I don't My know. My second question. Yeah. Is, are you, because obviously like we look at these things as like long-term goals, yeah? We talk a lot about like all these desires and things that we want to do with our lives. Yeah. But are you also, are you scared of getting older? I'm not scared of getting older. Okay. I am scared of getting old. See, I'm scared of getting older. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm turning 26. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm having a quarter life. But like, I, I did have a quarter life. But it's a it wasn't fear. about getting older. Like, what happens when it's... Not when it's all done, because obviously there's other goals and other things to achieve. Like, life, I know that life goes on after you've hit... Because the goals that we have in our 20s are not going to be the same goals I'm going to have in my 40s. Absolutely Or my 50s, or my 60s, right? So the goalpost changes. Mm. But it's almost like you feel that these goals and dreams that you have now, are one day you're going to tick them all off. Or you're going to tick off the ones that you wanted. Or maybe you won't. Maybe some of the, like, Jennifer Aniston's recently come out in the media have you seen it yes and like she didn't get to tick off the dream of becoming a mother for x y and z reason mm. so there are certain things that you're not going to tick off and the goalpost changes the older that you get in terms of like what you you might want to change your career or move country or i don't know whatever you want to do but like there is a fear of like what happens if you do tick off the list i know and you spent so many years like only focusing on those things no, maybe you change your mind sometimes but like for, for one what? right you've never like You've never made a decision as such in your fucking life. Uh, fuck off. Yeah, I have. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I have. I'm studying. I made that decision. Stuck to it. <laughs> yes, but... Stuck to it. But what I'm saying is, you're not the type of person that's had a list of ten things since you've been ten years old and all you're doing in your life is what it's ticked Yeah, off. but like that's worrying too. No, it's not. It is, because I feel like I should have a tick list. No. Do you no, not think you should in your twenties no. though? Like, or Not that you should, but you try and compile one. I think if you want to do stuff, just fucking do it. And if you don't, don't. Like, I don't think it's worth... Sure. Because then also you're giving yourself like you're setting expectations for yourself that it can sometimes be unachievable oh all the time and then it's like what are you just going to constantly let yourself down mm-hmm. but that's why like i hate the question about the five-year plan bollocks but that and is... i know it happens all the time in interviews and people ask like where do you see yourself go i don't know where i see myself but also that in a year I think that's like a trick question because but like my dad used to be a manager mm-hmm. and the question they had like questions that they had to ask in their review mm-hmm. and he said where do you see yourself in however many years and they'd say like oh I want your job and he'd be like well what if you fuck right because it's like I want my job yeah, I don't yeah, want you to yeah, have yeah. my job like mm-hmm. what is that question I don't know but it's asked a lot if I, I don't think maybe I'm wrong and if somebody interviews people for a living tell me but I don't think it proves anything what do you want to... Where, where do you see yourself in five years? But then is it maybe to to try and gauge some sort of, like, commitment? Like, seeing what their commitment is like? But everyone lies. But for sure. I and guess maybe is it just how good you are at lying? It I'm fantastic. Is. I'm fantastic. <laughs> I'm really good at it. You are really I'm good brilliant at lying. Liar. I'm a really good liar. I'm pretty good at interviews. Yeah, I'm quite good at interviews. I love them. So do I. It's really weird. It's not normal. I know. And I, I'm not... Well, I am employed. But, and, but I do. I really enjoy... It's riveting. I enjoy interviews. Yeah. I haven't had one in about a year. Oh, I'm so interviews. Because I'm still in the same job. But yeah. I really enjoyed when I did it. Yeah, no, yeah. I do. I love it. But I do think, yeah, I mean, but interviews are a bit of a facade, aren't they? That's I think bullshit. everyone knows that, yeah. to be fair. But it's just... Oh, I, yeah, that's the thing. I don't actually think anyone's necessarily fucking up. Because there's no linear route. There's no No, but book. I think it's more like we give ourselves, like, the expectations that we set for ourselves... Mm. 
is that like we should know what we want and be working towards it, mm-hmm. which is just ridiculous because how can you know when overnight you can go from like COVID lockdown, mm-hmm. you can go from living a completely normal life, not even knowing what lockdown means because no one used that word yeah. until then, and then next thing you know you can't leave house. Like when times can change like that, how can you know what you want? How can you make a plan? Yeah, I think comparison. It's huge. The worst. I think if if not pretty much the cause of everything that that makes us give ourselves such unrealistic expectation yeah and that's the same for all ages i don't think it goes away i don't think it does i think you learn if you can learn more about yourself and what you want Mm -hmm. i think you can eradicate it you know if you're sure of yourself it's a lot easier to be confident in your decisions and 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 yeah, like when people say, "Why did you decide to do this?" or "What are you going to do about this?" You know what yeah. you want. You always know become who you unapologetic are. in your in your route, and you can be like, "This is a reason." But mm-hmm. I remember I had an interview and I had a feedback session and I said, "Did you really want that job?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No." I never in a million yeah. years would think that I would tell someone above me in a job mm-hmm. that I didn't want it. Yeah, but like I, I said, no, I would have never have done that. But but why? They don't want someone in a job that doesn't want the job. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to be in a job that I don't want. The only reason that I would even go for it in the first place, or the only reason I did go for it in the first place, was because I felt a pressure to make progress. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're sure, if you can be confident in your decisions, mm-hmm. you're not comparing. Because there was I feel like you're almost going. questioned a bit less as well in those moments, aren't you? Like, if you do it with confidence, people won't question you. Or even if they do, maybe you're not hearing that. <laughs> yeah, it just goes straight over your head. Do you want to know um, something controversial? Not tri- no, it's trivial. It's not controversial. It's trivial. trivial. A trivial thing that, like, I feel like I'm fucking up my toilet. Oh, my God, I can't wait. My style. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, don't I am mean. not considered a stylish human. You People having... don't look at me and go, you're so stylish, Abby. Right? Sometimes I might wear an something. identity crisis? I don't know what I want to be. So I look at some people and I'm like, I they've agree. got this kind of, like, edgy, wear it, like, heavy jewellery, layer up, and they've got the kind of, like, rock chick thing going on. And I'm like, kind of fucking cool bit grunge then you've got like the 70s vibe and i'm like that's kind of cool too mm-hmm. then there's like whole hippie chic rachel vibe. wearing boots to the farm literally and then like i'm seeing people with like heavy makeup then i'm seeing clean girl makeup then i'm seeing slick hair then i'm seeing big hair like scandi aesthetic I, I don't know who i am i don't know who i am i don't know who i am and i and i change it all the time yeah me too and every time i do my nails it really is such a huge decision to go who am I going to be for the next two weeks? I'm currently French tips. Well, who does that make you? Well, I was feeling because I felt kind of girly and clean and polished. And now I'm like, is this me? Do I now want to have a short, dark nail? Because I want to be a little bit more edgy, right? But then what if I don't want to feel edgy the rest of the time? Yeah, I don't know. I can't help you. And I mean, right now, for the people that aren't, you know, obviously maybe don't see the video or whatever. I'm in a basically see-through white t-shirt. <laughs> that I've tried to make cool by pulling it off on shoulder. It's working. A sports bra that genuinely does not fit. We are we are one millimetre away from a nip slip. <laughs> Some trousers that I... Baggy trousers I have had for years that have holes in. And ginormous pants, right? <laughs> that honestly, I'm not kidding, cover my entire torso. And could be a bodysuit if I wanted it to be. And I'm sat here saying I don't know what my style is. This is it. Comfort is the the pinnacle. That's but not bad. there are times like recently, you've been real thrifty and found a couple of pairs of gorgeous suit trousers in charity shops. Yeah. And it is such a vibe. Like I see you in them, and I'm like, wow, that is cool. Do you know what? You never she tell looks, me that. I tell you, you every time I see you how that. great you look. I'm always like your hot stuff. Now? I constant. I tell you all the time. I fancy, man. Like, gorgeous. <laughs> right? And, like, you're doing your hair and you're doing your thing. And then sometimes you'll wear something totally different, like a slick look. And I'm like, yeah, she's fucking sick. Yeah, but that's my identity crisis. Yeah, but then, like, one of our friends wore, like, some cool tweed power suit the other week. And I'm like, I think I could be cool tweed power suit. I'm not. <laughs> I don't, it's not me, but I, I don't know what I want. Like I haven't figured out 
Like you have a friend who very much she's like figured out her aesthetic, yeah, and she fucking smashes it. Yeah, it is so cool. You have to commit to the cause. But I want to commit to a cause. I want to have an aesthetic, but people will see that out of it and they go, "Abby, wear that." I don't even know what I'd wear half the time. That's so true. Do you know what I mean? And I try some things on sometimes, and I'm like, "This totally looks like shit." (laughs) Or I put on my. I look really pretty cool today. I go outside and my mum's like, wow, questionable choice there, Ab. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't know how I want to present myself to the world I... or to myself. Like, who do I want to be? Because it definitely changes my mood when I'm dressed a certain way. Yeah. Is that sad? No. I think it's normal. I'm kind of like the main character in my own film, especially if I've got a few hours to myself that day. Walking around Tesco's feeling like a bad bitch. And not one person's fucking clocked on that I'm even there. But I know people are thinking, here she is. <laughs> here she is. Yeah, I think that is, identity crisis is a huge thing. Like, this is why I can't commit to a tattoo. I've booked one. Have you? Mm. You didn't tell me this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was just happening my leg right in your ears. When? How many weeks have I got? Three. <gasps> I mean... Technically, we're all getting one at some point. I've been... So many people are saying that. I'm not going to go through with it. You'll definitely go through with it. When, when I tell you, it's two centimetres big. You're 100% going to go through it's with two, it. It, can't, it can't take more than... Is it the one that I think it is? Yeah. Yeah, you're 100% going to go through with it. seven minutes. No, it will take a bit longer than that. But... Eight. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. <laughs> yeah, like... And also a few of us in the group have decided we're going to get a matching one. But like... Maybe that's the identity crisis. I don't mind that because I feel like we've agreed it as a group, right? So it's taken seven-eighths of the responsibility off of me yeah. at this point. Yeah. However, like, oh, kind of half me is like, I want a tattoo. I could not tell you. I ordered, didn't I? I ordered a temporary tattoo from Inkbox. Yeah, of a bug. Fuck off, it was a bee. (laughs) And I put it on my finger so I could look at it for the next week to be like, is this who I am? Is this who I am? In fact, I got it for when we went to Manchester. (laughs) In case, I don't know, someone got real close to my hand and thought it was kind of cool. I was like, why why do you have a bee? Why do you have a bee on your hand? What would you have said about Do you know what the only thing I could come up with? Because I'm called Abby. Like, a bee. (laughs) How sad. This is what I mean. No, that's rubbish. I can't be edgy and cool. No. Because I can't have stupid shit. You know what? No, you can't. And I spent six ninety nine on that. And all it made me think was, don't get a tattoo on your finger. Mm. I've got little goblet of hands. But I do want a tattoo. I kind of think they're kind of cool. But they then what if I get bored of it? I just can't make up my mind. Maybe I need to become more decisive. Goal for my 20s. Yes. Become decisive. Yeah. So when we're sat here... Pod 1,832. Yeah. And I'm turning 30 in a week. Oh, I'll that, be like... No, because I'm, ter- I'm turning 26 in a week. Yeah, but I wonder how many pods there would be. Between. God knows. Mad. And like, I'll be sat there going, look at me, just making, just making decisions. Yeah, I think that being... I'll be like, what are you wearing to the BAFTAs? I already know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good to be decisive. Yes, it is. But I think some people that are super decisive are a bit set in their ways, and I don't know if that's always the best. People are decisive with stubbornness in terms of like they're like, well, I've made my decision, so now I have to stick with it. Mm-hmm. You kind of don't. Yeah, but then like maybe that's a friend, bad thing sometimes too. Our friend on Friday night who profusely <laughs> denied that a blimp and a submarine were the same shape, even though they're literally. I didn't know you were going to go with that exact, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The exact same shape. And one person per year dies. Blimp. <laughs> right, I need to. So, okay, let's make tea. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> um, mm, mm-hmm. Wow, you just sipped a whole mouthful of tea there. That was hot. Was it? That was hot. <laughs> you burnt all your taste buds. <laughs> we've reflected as always. Oh, yeah. And we've... So much. We've decided to be, we should probably summarise with some positive outcomes. Yes, we're talking... Literally, mm-hmm. point. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, point, yeah, yeah. Point PP paragraph. No, what we're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Not wrong, that's so. What we feel that we're doing wrong and how we can maybe change those do things. Do better. Do better. We can do better. We can. I think overriding theme mm-hmm. is probably like comparison. Yeah slash seeking affirmation yes like we want we, like 
I definitely am constantly looking for reassurance mm -hmm. that what I'm doing is good enough or yeah. the right thing. From outside opinion, not just from yourself. Yeah, but also I feel like I do put, mostly I put pressure on myself. For sure, but when someone else says to you, don't worry, you're doing good, makes you uh, calm down. But actually, if we could do that for ourselves, that'd be like a really nice feeling to be mm. able to be like, oh no, actually, well done me. Little pat on the back, you know, yeah. like, and be satisfied with that. Yeah. Even if you're not seeking, even if you're not gaining that from other people, knowing that you're doing good enough and, and believing it, not just saying it to yourself, but actually going, yeah, no, cut yourself a bit of slack. Mm. I think like the best way to do that mm -hmm. is probably to like celebrate the small wins a bit more. Yeah, find worth in them. Like, because if you like five years ago mm -hmm. looked at what you were doing now mm -hmm. I would be proud yeah like if when I was at uni somebody told me I'd be in the job that I was in mm -hmm. still with the same friends that I had when I was at school mm -hmm. like all of these things that are going well mm -hmm. you forget that 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 was what you wanted yeah you don't acknowledge that you're currently in what you worked for because mm -hmm. you're always thinking about what I'm going to yeah where's this going yeah instead of like where it's been being present be present. What was the phrase you used a minute ago? Do you remember? Um, to do with success or don't progress. Don't measure your success. Yeah. Or don't measure your progress with someone else's ruler. Stunning. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stop using other people's rulers. Stop borrowing rulers. <laughs> rulers? Rulers. Rulers. Stop borrowing rulers. But it's so true because like, we're not all... We don't want the same outcome. No. So how are we even comparing the steps to get there. Mm -hmm. We don't want the same things. We don't. I don't know one person that wants the same thing as me. Me. I want your trousers. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be as cool as you. It's not easy, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a lot of work. <laughs> um, so something that I think is quite a good thing to implement. Now, I need to practice what I preach. because That's this probably is... another good thing to implement. Practicing like what you preach your all advice. the time. But a really good thing that people can do, and this is something as part of one of my jobs, is that I actually, I mentor people. And this is something that like I try and implement with all the people that I mentor. They're students. I'm not mentoring. Like, I haven't like, figured out everything I'm doing. But something that I generally tell people, and this is something that I absolutely need to work on myself. And? It's called habit stacking. I've never heard that. Which I think is like, I discovered it through through training, but also through social media. It's kind of like, a Mix. few people talk about it, yeah. People that work in like the therapy fields and consultancy fields and stuff like that. But habit stacking is basically where you create. So you every morning you get up and you make your bed. Okay, so that's the first habit that you implement in your day. Everyone breaks that so much. It's because there's been like studies that show if you make your bed, you're like thirty percent more likely to complete the rest of your tasks for the day or something. It, that's the really shit statistic. I don't actually know the yeah, numbers, but like there is <laughs> there is like research behind it, kind of a thing. Because okay. it's like you're ticking off that first thing, that instant gratification. I, I've done something. I can now do the next thing. Is it like writing a to do list with three things you've already done on it? Kind of, but like so habit stacking is about so say every morning that's your new goal, right? So you're going to get up every morning and you're going to make your bed mm -hmm. and then your next thing that you're going to implement is that you're going to get up make your bed and then you're going to you're not going to go on your phone you might read five pages of the book that you're reading i don't know whatever it is like or you get up and you go and make yourself a really nice hot drink or a really nice drink to start your day right hot so these things and then it might be to do a five minute meditation so you're you're basically what you're doing is is every day you're try or whenever you're trying to create a list of things that you do, small tasks that are manageable for your day, mm -hmm. and you habit stack them. When you make something a habit, you're more likely to do it, aren't you? Because mm -hmm. it becomes part of your routine. You stop making things an option and you start making them a necessity. In the same way that getting up and going to work is an essential thing to do, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. It's a non-negotiable. Yeah, you're making yourself a non-negotiable. So, so like, like you are becoming, you're implementing small strategies, small things that you can do. And you may have to wake up 15 minutes earlier. You may have to go to bed 20 minutes earlier. Like whatever it is. But it's like your whole lifestyle doesn't have to change in, in order to enable you to complete X, yeah. Y and Z. It's a really good thing to do if you've got a lot of, um, like especially like, just something happens, when you're studying. Like say if you've got like deadlines for stuff. Mm -hmm. Or in work if you've got deadlines for stuff and you know that you're going to have to like, you've got, I've got, I've got until the 16th to get all of this stuff done 
okay, well, let's break it down. If every day you can figure out an hour or half an hour or 45 minutes where you can sit and you do it, it becomes a Mm non-negotiable. It doesn't matter what else is going on that day. You have to make sure, you're trying to make sure that you spend that 45 minutes doing that thing. You create the habit versus what I do, procrastinator, (laughs) is leave everything to the last minute, stress about it, and probably go on overdrive but do half as well as I maybe could have done like you were capable of doing that better if only you'd have like thought about it and I spent that 45 minutes today leading up to it scrolling on my phone or Or panicking panicking about the thing that I had to do Mm. so habit stacking is all about actually making your life a bit easier it's all about trying to implement things in your day that isn't just surrounded by work or school or whatever it is that you have going on in that day you try and implement little little tiny moments of a day where you're like, okay, now I'm ticking off this thing. And a lot of people like to do those things first thing in the morning. But do you know, like, there's another thing that people do, mm-hmm. which I've never been able to get right, mm-hmm. like, get my head round. Mm-hmm. They do, like, task blocking. Okay. It's not only for work, but people use it a lot in work. Mm-hmm. So if you had, like, say that you needed to, like, send three emails, mm-hmm. you needed to find, I don't know, three references for something... And you needed to make two PowerPoints. Mm-hmm. Like that's just examples of things that I definitely do. <laughs> I don't know what other people are doing at work. Like, say they're the things that you do. Mm-hmm. I would like be like, oh, I need to send that email. So I'll send that email. And then I'll be like, oh, I need five references. So oh, I changed the number. But five references. So one reference. Oh, another email. Oh, I need to do that presentation. I'll start that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, back to the emails, back to the references, back around to the presentation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, apparently, each task that you do. Like if you're interrupted in a task, it takes you 20 minutes to settle back into the task. Oh, okay. So the idea is that if you need to send three emails that day, sit and do your emails. Yeah. You spend 20 minutes getting into emails, and then you'll be sending your emails, you'll be getting them all done, mm-hmm. they'll be done. You need to find your references, so you do your 20 minutes of getting stuck into that, mm-hmm. then you find them all. And same with your presentations next. So like completing individual tasks versus like going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing and then back block, around to the first thing. You block your tasks mm-hmm. into like categories. Mm-hmm. So instead of, because essentially the three emails are three different tasks. Right. But you make them one task Mm -hmm. and you've saved yourself 40 minutes of getting stuck into the task. Yeah. If you were to do them separately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting, not capable of it. No. Should try. It's kind of hard though when you're working with other people, I think, more so. Because you've got, you've got like 10 different people going, can you do this, can you do that? And you're like, yep, okay. And you go, well, I can leave that thing because I can Mm -hmm. go to this. So, and that's kind of the same concept as habit stacking, I suppose, is that you kind of... It's different because you're trying to maybe do three different tasks within the space of an hour, maybe. Like, you're getting up, making your bed, brushing your teeth, having a drink, <laughs> hot or cold. Hot or cold drink. <laughs> and trying to get in five minutes of meditation or, whatever, yeah. or journaling or whatever. But the idea is is that it becomes... One habit can turn into two, two can turn into three, three can turn into four. And all of a sudden you're capable But, but they become a flow time. because yeah. you associate. In the same way that, like, most of the time I spend an hour snoozing my alarm. That's an hour of time that I could have got up and actually, there's something habits. about if you snooze your alarm, isn't there that thing that says it then takes like four hours to actually settle into your day? Like if you actually just woke up because your brain goes back into sleep mode. So if you actually just woke up on the first alarm and got up, I cannot do this. I can't do that. I don't know how one of our friends does this. In fact, in the place where we are filming today, she does this. Oh, when she wakes up, she gets up. Any alarm, she just gets up. Apparently, you're supposed to count down. Doesn't Mystery Man do that too? And they are, they are siblings. He Maybe it runs in the family. He doesn't struggle with mornings. No. At all. Well, I need to just have that one alarm he and would, go, right, up I get. He would rather get up and go, like, if there's going to be, say, like, even the traffic will be, like, five minutes longer. Mm-hmm. He That five minutes would encourage him to get up an hour earlier to be out of the house before he hits traffic. Oh, yeah, I hate traffic. But, like, still, like, we're talking, like, 6am. Yeah, no. Yeah, wild. But I definitely want to become the person that, like, that first alarm and I'm just out. Because it, like, kicks your brain into gear. And if that is true, that it is, like, I don't know if it actually is four hours, but I'm sure it's something like that, to, like, get your brain back into fully awake state. every day. Four hours? It doesn't feel real. I could be so productive. I I will find it and I'll put it on our Instagram story. But I'm sure it's that. I've saved it somewhere on my TikTok. What is, okay. TikTok fact. (laughs) Gross. If you could introduce a habit mm-hmm. tomorrow, mm-hmm. what would it be? Can I get rid of a habit? Sure. Because it introduces more time. Essentially, getting rid of a habit would be creating a new habit, yeah. though, because it would be in the Time room. on my phone. 
Yes. Oh my god. It's the first thing I do when I wake up and the last thing I look at at night. Yeah. And I'm not proud of that at all. It's really bad. It's I'm really bad. And I'm much happier when I read before I go to bed. And that sounds, sounds like an old lady thing to say, but I actually do. If I read before bed, genuinely feel better the next yeah. day. Yeah. And actually, probably sleep I don't better. Do it. I go on my phone. I even once bought blue light glasses because I thought I'd <laughs> <might> be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I've lost one of the lenses, so I just have to look at it with one eye. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I would come off of my phone less because I'm not proud of my screen time. I really want to journal. Yeah. But once, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm going to say that. Oh, please do. I, I've wanted to journal for ages mm-hmm. and I've like tried it a couple of times and never really gotten into it. It freaks me out. I love journaling. It freaks me out the thought of people being able to read it. Like, what if someone reads it? What if someone reads it? I right? think people have read mine. So I, yeah, I think people have read it. But I journaled mm-hmm. once, and there was all this stuff going on, and I was very stressed about it. Mm-hmm. Not going to go into it, mm-hmm. right? If I was going to go into it, I wouldn't have done what I did next. Oh God! So I wrote about all this stuff in my yeah. journal. Yeah. For like literally two days. Okay. Like no more than two days, and then I was so I got so paranoid mm-hmm. about people seeing it that I ripped it out, ripped it up. And put it in a public bin. <laughs> that is like intense. And it, it felt wasn't that like much. the stuff that was written in it, it wasn't like deep dark secrets. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it's something about myself that no one knows. Mm-hmm. It was just like I was feeling a certain way about a certain thing. And I, that's what I wrote in my journal at that time. Mm-hmm. And then it just like I was, found it so overwhelming the thought that someone might read it that I put it in a public bin. So that even Fair. if someone did read it from the public bin, well, what, right down. They piece back together all your pages. <laughs> oh, wow. So this girl was really that. feeling some stuff, yeah. <laughs> no, I love journaling. And I actually used to care about people reading it, but I don't care now. Because it's not my responsibility. If you read it, you get offended. You weren't supposed to read it anyway. Like, you have to get over that. Mm. Like, what am I meant to do? I'm not going to not write stuff in there. That's my time. That's how I'm feeling. If you come across it and you open it and you read it and you're upset by what I've said, that's not on me. I think like- I'm not going to feel bad for the things I wrote that you were meant to ever see. You can't, you can't see my thoughts. That, like, you can't see that. my thoughts. Mm. I don't sit in there like going, Megan is a bitch and I hate her. And uh, it's not it's not like a burn no, book. No, no. But, <laughs> but it's just like your feelings. Yeah. And if someone, Am I in your journal? Oh God, you must be in one of them somewhere. Not in a bad, my, but this is the thing. You're assuming that like, journaling's bad. <laughs> like not at all. No, do you say nice things about Most of, I, can't, I don't even know what I've said about you. <laughs> Most of my journaling... When, obviously, we spoke about my journaling when I was 18. I wish I could find those because they are hilarious. But um, from the age of 18 to 20, just we'll so do like an episode. Like I'm going to have to try and recover those files. They're so funny. And then, but my journaling, I journal way less now. But especially in the lockdown, journaled loads. And to me at the time, that was all about a boy. <laughs> it was all about a boy, I was saying. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. But like, why? But you know what? bloody wish i'd have actually read those and done something about it because all i was doing was bitching about all the things that i was feeling and it was a lot of it was all the bad parts or actually you kind of watch the, the decline Good days and bad days. yeah the decline of like how it started versus how it ended but actually mm. if i'd have i i was writing that and if i'd have actually read it and taken my own advice i'd have got mm-hmm. out of that thing way earlier than yeah, I yeah, yeah yeah but it almost like made excuse i don't know because it for me, journaling's like a weight off my shoulders. Like, it's like I've got it all out. But also, journaling at that time of my life, was it was a really monumental time of life. And so I kind of wanted to, like, have something to look back on, like, dates to look back on. Mm. Um, and, it, and I guess... But some of it was really positive stuff. Some of it was talking about, like, the lovely things that we were able to do at that point, the things I was grateful for. Yeah. And then other times it's me being really dramatic. But I always find, if people want to start journaling, if any of you listening want to start journaling, for me... The best way to get into it is like I'm talking to someone. Like my journal is a person that I am writing it, like I'm talking to. So it feels so it's not me just going. And I t- and I am feeling okay today because that just feels awkward. But if I'm like I'm talking to someone and say I talk to you, yeah, maybe that's why I journal less now because we have a podcast. I vent everything on here. <laughs> but yeah, it was almost like okay, I'm telling you this, like I'm catching up with an old friend, mm. which sounds so silly, but it kind of helps, I think. Yeah. And then you realise that, like, one day I was like, oh, I have nothing to say. I wrote five pages. Literally five pages. I read them back the other day. It was hilarious. 
I do go with my job quite a lot now. Do you? Yeah, because it, it is so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's Can like, we... got ghosted again. Yeah. <laughs> then like, bitching about whichever guy that was. Ow. Can we have... A... Sorry, I took my hand on the time we a passage on the pod? Yeah, I can bring in my journal. Bring in. Bring in. Show and tell. <laughs> yeah, I can bring in my journal. I'm sure okay. there's things in there. I'll just have to bleep out names. Yeah. Or like, re- myself remember to bleep out. Bleep? <laughs> no, or but... just give them code names. Okay. But yeah, I don't see why not. All right. See you next Hopefully week Hopefully these then. people never listen. <laughs> yeah, see you next week. Right. Oh, it's been real. It's been real. And remember, you're doing great, kids. You're doing, you're great. doing great, kids. Until next week. <laughs> Over and out. <laughs> Bye. Bye.